a store employee trying to stop a suspected shoplifter. A cashier was fed up with thefts. So when a suspected thief tried to get away on a bike, she gave chase in her car and smashed right into him. Now she's out of a job. She spoke with Les Trent. A woman is following a bike rider. Watch what happens next. She plows right into him. Then she gets out and a profanity-laced exchange begins with both hurling insults at each other. Why would she give chase after a bike rider? Turns out she's a cashier at a Dollar General store in Fresno, California, and she says the bike rider shoplifted all of those items and took off on his bike. She's so fed up with shoplifters, she decided to go after him. Just look at them exchange insults as they each try to retrieve the items scattered all over. I'm sick and tired of everybody getting away with it. 35-year-old Jesse Soto tells me she's now been fired for what she did. There's some who would say that what you were doing was taking the law into your own hands and it could have been dangerous. You could all right, so a woman in California just ran a guy over. Well, she didn't run him over, but she hit him with her car because in California, I think we covered this, I think like last year on this show. But yeah, California has a law where you can steal up to $1,000 a day. You can steal, I think it's like 950, basically a thousand bucks. So people are just loading up the front basket of their bike, running in there, filling up the basket and just riding out. So yeah, all these stores in California, these big stores, they're moving out like San Francisco, especially Target, all the big box stores because they're they're not even profiting anymore. That's how much people are stealing. You got thirty people stealing a thousand dollars a day in merchandise. You know you're you're not a you're not a thriving business anymore. This woman's like, I'm gonna lose my job anyway, pretty much. I mean, because she's just standing there all day. People aren't even using self checkout. They're just leaving. And yeah, this lady just got tired of it and uh, turned this guy into a pinata. And like the best kind of pinata. He had Doritos, sour candy. He had the good shit. He had potato chips, whole chocolate bars. You remember a good pinata growing up. You could tell when you pulled up to a kid in your class's house, you're like, oh, his pinata is about to be crazy. That kid's house growing up where everyone's parents could park in the driveway was like one of those fucking valet horseshoe. They probably even had a valet guy now that I'm thinking about it. But well, you knew the pinata was going to be on point. Probably imported from Mexico. Had a bunch of sequins all over it. it. Looked like fucking Canelo coming out of the locker room. And we had a system in my neighborhood, dude. None of the kids gave a fuck about who got to hit the pinata. We just wanted the candy immediately. So we gave the bat to this kid, Alonzo Ortiz. He's probably in the fucking league right now. And he would hit the thing so hard, the candy would come out like shrapnel from a grenade. But nothing like a good pinata. Don't be the family that has like the pillowcase with the stain on it, and then you hit it open. And there's like three cigarettes and a mint, and then your alcoholic mom is like, oh, look, cigarettes, how convenient. Oh, who put those in there? And you're like, all right, so do we just split this mint? What kind of birthday party is this? Yeah, so this lady uh, this lady got tired of the shoplifters and just ran them over. Odo tells me she's now been fired for what she did. There's some who would say that what you were doing was taking the law into your own hands and it could have been dangerous. You could have run him over and killed him. That was never intent. I would never hurt anybody. Soto says she never intended to hit the cyclist. She's now set up a GoFundMe page <laughs> because she's out of work. The overall intention to go after him was to keep him from doing it again. 
by killing him with my car. <laughs> I don't know, man. Business owners in California. I actually met a lawyer earlier this week from California. She was like an L.A. district attorney or whatever. She said she was leaving that division because of the corruption. And she broke it down. I'm not going to say her name because, my God. But she was like, she was pulling out stacks of paper. She's like, look how corrupt this business is and this form and, this, and, and all these fucking laws and liens and all this shit. And then she was like, this is just L.A. What about the federal level? And I'm like, all right, keep your voice down. Let me put my phone on airplane mode. <laughs> I don't need anyone watching me. I don't need to leave my apartment and see someone in a Lincoln looking through binoculars. Like, okay, was that guy bird watching? No, I don't need to end up on a list. But yeah, welcome back to the show. Uh, I know we've been gone for a while. I got a few guest episodes in the bank. Just, uh, you know, things have been crazy, man. All, uh, all positive for the most part. And, uh, yeah, just trying to live in gratitude, man. Well, I put the Utah vlog out, so I did Utah. Uh, I did a theater in Utah one weekend, and then the following weekend I did a corporate event. I performed for a bunch of salespeople in Tennessee, so I put the vlog out for the Utah show. I'm going to put the link in the description, um, but check that out because that was a cool time. And it was just surreal, man. I've always wanted to perform uh, comedy in a, in a theater, and having like your name on the marquee and 200 plus people out there. Um, some people drove from Vegas cause I was two hours away. So shout out to Mike and Sarah. That was cool. Um, fans of Florida man. And they were like, we saw that you were uh, two hours away. So we had to come see you. And it was awesome, man. It was just surreal to be in t- to fly back to back to different shows and, uh, you know, get put in a hotel and, have the flight taken care of, and it's just like, damn, dude, this is a taste of what of what it can all be. And um, yeah, I was just truly grateful, man. It was uh, it was like a life changing year. And I talked about it in the vlog, man. Like January, I got evicted from my other apartment. They raised the rent to like twenty two hundred. I had a job selling roofing. The company went out of business because the owner was a fucking retard, and uh, he was paying personal debts with sales reps commission shows me like north of $17,000. I think it was like 24,000 and change. It was just money that I was waiting on for like six months and it never came. Find out the, uh, the company is, you know, people are facing prison time. I'm like, well, I'm not getting that money. And then, you know, I'm not paying 2,200 a month. But yeah. Got slapped with the eviction notice, man. I was, uh, some nights I slept in my car. I was doing the, uh, shower at the gym thing. <clears throat> then I got a job, uh, mowing grass at 4 a.m. at this country club and so I was getting off stage at you know midnight and then I was getting up at four in the morning just couldn't keep up with the with the podcast dude I mean I probably could have but I didn't want to do it in my car yeah dude it was like one of the shittiest points but also like looking back it was like it made me look at everything totally different and it showed me how real shit gets and uh you know I've been in I've been in situations like that before but to, to go, like, back to it and be like, what the fuck, dude? I thought we were, like, done with this shit. Yeah, a lot of stuff was was out of my control. A lot of stuff was in my control. Shit just happens. But, yeah, dude, we got through it. And um, to go from that to doing a theater and being paid, you know, the most I've ever been paid doing stand-up, it was just uh, definitely a roller coaster. It was definitely a, it was definitely a ride. So, trying to... Uh, enjoy the ride because some things are out of your control. I feel like a lot of it was a test to see 
you know, how bad do you really want this? And uh, the universe just opened up, man. Shout out to, so shout out to the people of Utah that came out. Electric Comedy, thanks for having me. Val, Gabby, Blaze, Adam, Carissa. I mean, what a time, dude. Mr. Codwell, everybody running the the sound, the lights. I mean, I didn't know there was a three, I didn't know there's three different camera angles. So, I mean, it was like an official setup, dude. I mean, it was like a, it was, it was just surreal, dude. I remember just getting off stage and, and oh, I was, I'm not going to lie. My first thought was like, holy shit. Like, I'm glad that's over. Cause it was 40 minutes. I was just like, dude, this is, this is a long time. It was my first time going the distance. And, uh, yeah, dude, I'm not going to lie. There was a point in the show where I was like, fuck, I don't know if I, I don't know if I have enough material to, to finish this plan. You know, like I have enough material, but I'm like, I thought this amount, you know, cause you haven't timed out. I'm like, I'm not rushing. Why? But then, then I realized like I slowed down a little bit and you can get in 40 minutes, you should have like seven minutes of laughter. So really it's only like 30 minutes, you know? So it was just, but yeah, it was, it was a, it was a cool moment, man. And about the, uh, I got back Sunday and then Thursday is when it hit the post-show depression of just like, dude, it was so much, the whole trip was so much fun, but it was going back to that reality of like, okay, that's not an every, that's not an every weekend thing. Not yet anyway. And it was just like, it was very bittersweet as, as they would say. But yeah. What an, uh, what an incredible time. Check out that vlog. I got the link in the description. It's about nine minutes, I think. But yeah, there's some actual stand up in there. So little freebies. I'm gonna put the uh, I'm gonna put the special out either end of this year or early, be like summer of next year. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna drop 30 minutes, and then we're gonna hit the road, and uh, we're gonna come see everybody, man. Because I I know, dude, especially Germany, man. The amount of messages I get from you guys in Germany is it's actually crazy. So have an M8 ready for me on the autobahn when uh, one of you picks me up from the airport and uh, show me where to get the best. Uh, Fucking, it is kind of crazy how amazing German cars are and then how just terrible the food is. I mean, every German restaurant I went to, I'm like, I don't want anything on this menu. Do you need more time to decide? Uh, I'm going to decide to go somewhere else. No, it's just like, what is, what is happening right now? You guys just have like beer and sausage. No wonder you're all blockheaded. <laughs> I'm part German, but let me, uh, let me settle let me just ruin the show by calling. Well, we were going to have you come to our country, but you called us all Minecraft heads. You said Minecraft head ass. <laughs> I asked this German girl one time. I was like, how come German guys either sound super gay or just like a terrifying scientist? And she would just started laughing because she's like, I've never looked at it like that. And I'm like, well, that's how I look at it. You guys are either the women are a different story. That's the thing. Some of these countries, the women are just gorgeous. And then the guys are like just fucking awful looking. You're like, what? How, how did this happen? All the effort went into creating the female. And then the male was like, yeah, let's just whatever. They have to survive the uh, the jungle and the, the hunting and all that shit. So let's make them look like fucking grizzly bears. Anyway, I don't even know what we were talking about. I have some bullet points here, but the show went off the rails a while ago. Uh, I am dressed like I'm either up 96,000 or down 96,000 in Vegas. I look like Robert De Niro from Casino. Except for my car wouldn't be blown up. It would just be repoed. Not as exciting. What's that beeping noise? Is that a bomb? 
No, it's a tow truck. I do look like Sam Rothstein, though, with, with better hair, of course. God, how happy is Brad Pitt that I left Hollywood? He's like, fucking finally, I can go back to auditions. Yeah, it's really all I wanted to do, man. I have um, I have a lot of guest episodes in the in the books, in the vault, I should say. Uh, we got Miguel Colon Jr., uh, hilarious comedian, dude, uh, out at the Sausage Castle July 4th. He's actually at the Comedy Mothership right now, auditioning at the club out there in Austin. He's the one who invited me to the Sausage Castle, so he works with Mike and all the guys out there. So I'm actually doing the, uh, not doing, I'm going to the July 4th event there. He's, uh, you know, he's got me as a guest, so I'm excited. Appreciate it, man. So he'll be on the show next week. Uh, I know you guys enjoyed the Jari show. Sorry about the audio. I, I just, cameras and mics and all that. We're going to get a producer soon. I got an editor uh, that I'm hiring, so these will be out more consistently. Uh, then I got Jimmy Moynihan coming on, hilarious too, and um, I know we're going to have a good conversation, so stay tuned there. Check out the vlog. Don't forget to share the show, like, and subscribe. If you like the show, share it to a friend. I'm going to post the clips. If you guys can share those, I know you always do. That's why the show's grown so much, even with the sporadic release of episodes. But yeah, that'll do it, man. Uh, Appreciate you guys. Leave a review, and uh, we'll see you next week. You want to smoke something? You've seen him perform all over LA. Give it up for Sean Madden, everybody. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. This show's not going to go well. <laughs>